This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, where me and my friends attempt to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works. We'll choose various characters and all suggest actors to play those parts. We'll then discuss, argue and possibly murder each other until a decision is made. At the end of each recording, we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account, at Fantasy Reboot. You can email us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. If you're not already liking and subscribing, please do. Give us a five-star rating. We love that. On with the show. Hello everybody, welcome to week seven, podcast number seven on Fantasy Reboot Podcast with me, Simon, with Laura. Hello. With Roger. Good morning. With Leo. Hello. And uh, as usual, we'll be arguing over characters we are recasting for a fantasy version of a new, well, of an old film that we're redoing. Does that make any sense? Not I, really. I just said good morning as well. That doesn't make sense because you can listen to podcasts whenever. So mm. good day. Good day. <laughs> good night. Good evening. Good whatever. Uh, we've got a great Brit flick for you today. One of the best. But first, we are going to do the results of last week's public vote on Top Gun. Laura. First up, our first character was Commander Viper, who was originally played by Tom Skerritt. Mm. In here... We went with my choice of the very smooth Denzel Washington. It's a good one. Good mm-hmm. choice. Class. Yeah, I think we're all pretty happy with the choice. Mm. The public disagreed with us and they went with, surprise, surprise. Don't say Simon's <laughs> choice of Josh Brolin with a clear 63%. Was that a four-way vote as well? Yeah. So that's a big percentage on a four-way vote, 63. Well, Denzel came second with 31. 6% for Leo's choice of J.K. Simmons. 6% is worth more than that. <laughs> yeah. And for Guy Pearce, Roger's choice. Once again, Roger, a big, fat zero. zero. Yep. <laughs> where, where was it in the layout? Was it bottom right? Because it's... No, 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 no. It's in... <laughs> it, well, I don't want to say which order I do them in. I randomise to keep it so people can't work out who's a zoos. Oh, so you got a zero then. Hate this. What did the public know, really? Nothing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> so that's Viper. So next up, we had Goose, originally played by Anthony Edwards. And it, we had, it was quite mixed in here. We had Blake Harrison, Jonah Hill, Michael B. Jordan and Andrew Garfield, all quite different actors. And Goose, one of the rubbishest names in it, but the only one that actually flies, <laughs> isn't it? So he's actually got a name after True. a bird. True. Yeah. We went with my suggestion in here again of Andrew Garfield. This time the public did agree. And they gave Andrew Garfield 53%. I'm happy enough with that. Mm, thank goodness it wasn't yeah. yours. Roger, you did you did get on the board this time. Oh, thank jo- goodness. Oh, no, was it you, Jonah Hill? <laughs> I was Jonah Hill, yeah, yeah. 13% you got, so well Ooh. done. Which is massive for you. <laughs> <laughs> did Blake Harrison get... The... 7%, Leo. Oh, jeez. Leo. Good choice. Not a zero, though, Leo. So, next up, the... Have I got zero? That doesn't work. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> It's not your first either, is it, Rog? No. I mean, he's not even going on and voting for himself anymore, which is really <laughs> sad. You should just go and get yourself at least one on there. I'm amazed he's not got his wife photo for him. <laughs> I oh, thought he idea. might do that. Yeah, I'm my brother. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Look, look, he's going to get all his... Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to get the Russians involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we've got one of the few ladies in Top Gun, uh, the part of Charlie, originally played by Kelly McGillis. Mm. We were quite split in here. We went with Leo's choice of Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. The public didn't agree. What did Tessa get on the public vote? She came third with 20%. Not bad. Not no, bad, not bad. Not, not last. 
Roger. Yeah. You and I are in the top spot. Yes. One Ooh. of us got 33% and one of us got 34%. <gasps> the winner. So you went with Marina Baccarin? Yes. She's from uh, Homeland. 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 Yeah. And Claire, Homeland. Claire Dane. I went with Claire Danes also from yes, Homeland. Yes, from Homeland as well. By the way, Marina was winning. For about the first eighteen hours, she had a clear lead. Really, the first eighteen hours. Then it got public. Are always right. It got close. Like about the public. Well, I'm happy to say, Claire (laughs) Danes done it. Always the bridesmaid. It's a bad choice. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I remember you did not like uh, Mm, the choice of Claire Danes. However, public said. Next up, Iceman, originally played by Val Kilmer. Mm. Brilliantly. Yep. In here, we had a triple whammy with Simon, Leo and myself all going for Chris Hemsworth. Roger, Roger went for Bernard Cribbins. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got no idea. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Who did Roger say? Uh, he went for Theo James. Yeah, which I thought was a good call. Decent, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. Well, the public, Roger. <laughs> Zero. Guess what? They went with Chris Hemsworth, and he won by 73%. <laughs> Two horse race, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah and not... everybody knows and loves the Hemsworth. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't think that's too bad a loss there. Mm. Still a loss. <laughs> Still a loss. <laughs> Finally, we move on to Maverick. Okay, yes. Originally played by uh, Tiny Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Tiny Tom Cruise. In here, Leo and I had double trouble with Zac Efron. Not Particularly popular, I don't think, with no. you guys. Roger. I, 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 I didn't mind it, actually, but he seemed a bit route one for yeah. it, which is never a bad thing. Well, Roger, you said Michael B. Jordan for this role. Yeah. And, Simon, you went with John David Washington. Yes, I'd gone on a bit of a theme throughout. Yeah, you had. Oh. Well, the public agreed with us, Leo, and they said Zac Efron with 61%. Nice. Roger. Big votes today. Mm. Came Except second. mine. Oh, Roger came second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, it was only a three-horse race, so he came second from last as well. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I say? John David Washington. Yeah. 17% you got. It's hard to find a photo of him. He's got quite a little chubby face. He's got, like, little chubby cheeks. Yeah. And it's hard to find. No, nothing in Tenet. Nothing from Tenet. Very difficult. Yeah. I ended up searching for John David Washington T-shirt hot. <laughs> <laughs> Your Viper picture. Oh, uh, do you know, right, before Josh I even Brolin. went on... How do you find a picture of Josh Brolin not looking? He's got a hard, smoky yeah. face, hasn't oh, he? Yeah, 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 but before it even went on, I went, that is the winner mm. just by the picture. Yeah, but you should have said that in first place. He was the best. Well... Stand by it. So the overall results... It's almost Michael Shannon-esque. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, you got zero points again. Yep. Leo and Simon, two points. And this week, Simon, you didn't win... Which means I won oh. with four points. Okay. It's your first week not winning the public, public vote. vote. Yeah. Which shows it's fair. You are still in the lead, though, with 19 votes. Okay, do you want to hear what the public had to say about Top Gun? Let's go to our messages. You have eight new messages. My casting for Top Gun for the role of Charlie would be Catherine Winnick. After she played Lagatha in Vikings, she's got all the qualities you need there. She looks great, she knows how to dominate men, and she's a born leader. Hi, my name is Wally. Loving the podcast. My Top Gun reboot cast would be Viper, Javier Bardem, Goose, 
Jason Statham, Iceman, Tom Hardy, Charlie, Charlie's the Run, and Maverick, Cillian Murphy. Cheers. Hi, it's Nats. My pick for Iceman is Chris Evans. In Captain America, he showed that he can be a bit of an arse, but is then a team player. My pick for Goose is Mark Ruffalo. He comes across as a really nice guy, friendly with everyone, but wouldn't take away too much from Maverick, who's obviously the main star. Hi, Fantasy Reboot. I'll stop from Newcastle here. So this week for Top Gun, I'm going with Viper is Mr. Danger Zone himself, Kenny Loggins. Goose to be played by Chris Penn. Iceman is John Lithgow. Charlie is Laurie Singer. And Maverick is played by Kevin Bacon. Taylor Swift as Charlie, because I think she'd make a beautiful one. And Justin Bieber as Goose, because I've seen him in Saturday Night Live. He's funny. I'm going out on a very big limb, and for the role of Viper, Samuel L. Jackson. He can wear a uniform, he can possibly play the sage, the the old wise head, and um, he's always good for a quote or two. For the role of Charlie, I would go with the aptly named uh, Charlize Theron. She's tall enough, which is good, but not too tall, so Tom Cruise would only have to wear lifts, because let's face it, he's going to want to play Maverick again. even though I don't agree with that. The role of Viper's a tough one. George Clooney. He's no longer the leading man. He's a bit older. He's a senior figure. And he's still doing ads for instant coffee, so I dare say he needs the bucks. The role of Goose... Ryan Gosling. This is a blockbuster, so you need the heartthrobs. Uh, Charlie, interesting one. I was thinking maybe Lady Gaga, Rachel McAdams could be good, but I settled on Margot Robbie. Brilliant. Uh, The role of the Iceman, Liam Hemsworth, and then Maverick. Maybe a little controversial, but I've settled on Zac Efron. I'm going to go with the Iceman. Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. I think it'd be perfect for the role. And then we move to Maverick. Well, I'm going to go with Nick Jonas, who, strangely enough, played Jefferson C. Play McDonough in Jumanji, so well-equipped to fly in planes, and also can sing. So I think he'll be uh, well able for that role of wooing Kelly McGuinness. End of messages. Hey, as usual, thanks to everybody for all the messages. Brilliant. A few, a Brilliant few, uh, ones. agreement with us there as well. Yeah, yeah and a few crazy ones. That's yep. what I love about it. By the way, now I've put the uh, mobile number up so you can actually WhatsApp your messages straight to us, which is a lot easier. It's in the notes for the podcast now. You can get the number and... Uh, don't be phoning us up in middle at night, but you can send us voice messages on there, which will appear on the show, which is fantastic. I thought a pretty decent roundup there. Yeah. I love Samuel yeah. L. Jackson as Viper. Mm, that w- really works, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Charlie Theron is a good suggestion for uh, Charlie. Taylor Swift as Charlie and Justin Bieber as Goose. Yeah, we're not having any Justin Bieber in any of the reboots, surely. No. Whoa. No. And Bieber, I think, could have been in Greece. Yep. He could have been a male Frenchie. Hickey from Kinicky. Yeah, could have played Kaniki. Yep. All right, well, thanks for all that. That's uh, your Top Gun updated. We are going to move on to today's film. Four Weddings and a Funeral was the Star Wars of rom-coms. Massive. Everybody loved it. Everyone can quote it. And it paved the way for Notting Hill, Love Actually, and middle-class claptrap like that. (laughs) Thank you very much to Betsy Pearl there with her introduction... 
for four weddings and a funeral this week's film, guys. So um, I want to start with Leo, uh, as we have with the last couple of films, because he's kind of the newest to these films. Every film we're doing is out before Leo was born. Yeah. So Leo, you watched it the other day with us. Thoughts on four weddings and a funeral? It's far better than your standard rom-com because of the writing and the characters. That it's, it's got the British charm, obviously, and it, it's a very funny film. And just, yeah, everyone feels like a real person in it. So it's not, I'd watch this any day over like Pretty Woman or something because it, it feels mm. more human. So you think it stood stood up to the test yeah, of time? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. You've watched Love Actually a good few times now, which is obviously one of Richard Curtis's later films. So you're used to his style of, mm. see, I think when you go back to Four Weddings and a Funeral now, I think Love Actually whilst people do have certain problems with the misogyny in it and things like that. Now, looking back, yeah. um, I think Love Actually feels a lot tighter as a film. Four Weddings the other day when we watched it felt quite dated. Yeah. I still thought it were really funny. See, it's my second favourite film of all time. Okay. Is it? Yeah. How old were you when you watched it, though? Because we're about the same age, and I didn't watch it at the cinema, obviously. It came out when I was 12, and I just didn't like it. The first time I, I watched would have it. been a little bit older, um, but and I didn't go to the cinema to watch it. I'm not right. I'm not a cinema fan, but I just remember falling in love with the film Hugh Grant. Yeah, um, both top. And I tell you a fact: I actually did. You know the poem scene. You know the yeah. the funeral, the poem. I ended up doing that um, as part Stop of my e- yeah GCSE English oral. I based it around that poem oh. after watching the film. So that's when I must have watched it when I was in. Like 16, 15, 16. Yeah, I think I was probably about the same age. Yeah, and 15, 16. And I think because it was the original one, I still have that. It's still my baby, you know what I mean? So I've, I, out of all of them, it's still my favourite. See, I was prime snarky pillock age for this. Yeah. I'm guessing I'm in my 20s somewhere. Before hipsters were hipsters. I was, yeah, 90s hipster and I. Jurassic Park to it again. I should explain this because yeah. we say it a lot. I didn't go and see Jurassic Park when it came out because everybody said it was brilliant. <laughs> when too many people say something's brilliant, I don't get into it. Yeah. So I didn't. So now whenever anybody does anything like this, it's called Jurassic Park in something. Yeah. And I Jurassic Parked, I think Four Winds came out before Jurassic Park, but I <laughs> Jurassic Park. You Four Winds in a Field, Jurassic Park. I did. Such a hipster. <laughs> Mad. It's easier to say Jurassic Park than Four Winds <laughs> in a Field. But yeah, so I didn't go and see it. So I, I, And I don't think I saw Love Actually until just a few years ago, maybe nine or ten years ago. Mm. I missed that one as well. But when I did finally see Four Winds, and I think it's one of them films, if it comes on at Christmas or it comes on on a bank holiday, and you've got no time, you will sit down and watch it. It's one of them that's a really easy watch. Well, I think it's the one that made the world fall in love with Hugh Grant. Mm, definitely. Which is weird because he's such a cool guy now and has been a cool guy for many years. But when you look at him in this film, his hair is not even a style. What would you even call that style? Uh, Just Leo, a flop. Leo and I quite liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It looked ridiculous. His teeth are like an old graveyard. Uh, yeah, the teeth. It's such an early 90s film. We Isn't noticed it? that when we revisited it. I found his performance totally frustrating this time when I watched it and originally when I watched it. I love everyone around it. I love all the ah. bit part characters that come in and out. That's great. I they're wonder, so well written, those parts. But I wonder if that's because they're not on the screen for as long. Yeah. Because I think if you 
too much of that middle to upper classness yeah. from anyone yeah. can be quite grating. Well, it's interesting. Hugh Grant actually didn't like himself in that film. He didn't Did like he? how he was made. To he Jurassic Park. Yeah. He Jurassic yeah, Park. He, he, he thought his character, the way they made That's him be, really was, interesting. was awful. All right, guys. Well, let's get on with some four weddings and a funeral facts. Four Weddings is the first of several films written by Richard Curtis to feature Hugh Grant in. Yeah, he became his baby. I heard somebody say, no one can write words for Hugh Grant like Richard Curtis and no one can speak Richard Curtis' words as good as Hugh Grant. And I reckon that's pretty much... That's that's true. He's pretty yeah. much played yeah. a very similar character well, in Notting Hill of actually Bridget Jones, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, they've done well for each other, haven't mm. they? Good. Yes. So according to Curtis, he began writing this at the age of 34 when he realised that he'd attended 65 weddings in an 11-year period. Nightmare. That's painful. He's just an overachiever. At one wedding, he was propositioned by a fellow guest, but he turned her down and forever regretted <laughs> it, which is supposedly what he uh, based the film on. I hate weddings. You'll be surprised uh, to hear. Uh, you, see, I, you, you seem like a wedding guy. No, no. You're not a wedding guy. It's, just, it's all for show and it's all competition with who else is yeah. wedding you've been but to. But you know there's like free that. food there, right, Roger? Oh, I'm not complaining about the food. I like going <laughs> to the weddings, yeah. It's, uh... That's what swings it for Roger. What is the arrangement with the food? Is it? A... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone has that summer where you go to a load of weddings. And I remember once at the end of the summer, we walked up to this marquee and the Frank Sinatra tribute act that we'd seen at the previous six weddings was sat there and went, oh, Frank Sinatra, he went, yeah, same shit. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four weddings made in just six weeks cost under £3 million to make, which is nothing. Budget was so small that the Scottish wedding, which was Carrie's wedding, they didn't yeah. even film in Scotland. They couldn't afford to go up to Scotland to film it. Oh, wow. It was the highest grossing British film in history at the time. So they did all right out of it. And they all watched it um, after the first cut and they thought it was going to be a real flop. So not just Hugh Grant, everybody thought it was rubbish. Yep. Around 70 actors auditioned for the role of Charles before Hugh Grant, including Alan Rickman and Alex Jennings. He was about to give up on acting before he saw the script. I couldn't see Alan Rickman doing it. No. I love him. I couldn't see him doing I could, it. I could see him as um, Simon Callow's part, actually. Yes, he would have been good in that. That's true. At the audition, Hugh Grant actually showed a video of himself at his brother's wedding, which swung it for <laughs> The wedding speeches are probably well the best played. bits. Yeah, the one, there's one that he does which is really good. And even the one that... What's the really posh guy called? The one who loses the castle? Tom? Tom? I don't know his name, oh, but he's... Yeah. He, the one he does where he totally messes it That's up. That's such a magic scene. So good. <laughs> um, Richard Curtis didn't want Hugh Grant for the role initially because he thought he was too good looking. Did he think his teeth were too good? <laughs> yeah, then he smiled and he said, you've got it. You've got it. That's, that's mad, isn't it? And, and then I think because of that, they um, tried to make him look a bit more nerdier. They they added like the shaggy hair that, that you were talking about, the glasses, the unflattering clothes, which when we watched it, we said, oh my God, the clothes are awful. When he goes to the antique shop to buy Carrier present for the wedding and he's got on like an old lady's blouse Shorts, socks, and shoes. Yeah, it was a. No one has ever dressed like that. No. He looked like a homeless man on holiday. <laughs> but then he carried it off, I guess. And um, the so the, the stammering, you know, the famous Hugh Grant stammering. Oh, they they, they asked him to do that. They wanted him to do that to become more nerdy. But he's kind of. I feel like he's kept that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, he made a bit of a thing of it. He's done some films where he's not done it. And I think when he doesn't do it, he's better. He comes yeah. across as more sexy and things like that. Yeah. If you went up to a girl in real life, uh, 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 I mean, uh, if, if I could just uh, say, and you look, um, and I, what, what I think we should do it, they'd be like, get to the f***ing 
point, idiot. There's other men in here. <laughs> Andy McDowell waived her fee and took percentage points instead, meaning she got $2 million. However, Hugh Grant took the salary and only got £40,000. Ah. Oh, it's a gamble, isn't it, percentage points? Carrie was actually voted as one of the most annoying film characters of all time in a British online poll. Do we think that was down to Andy McDowell? Well, this is the thing. I absolutely think she was wrongly cast. Oh. I still think that now. She just, oh, she doesn't suit the part. She's not, yeah, so I, I think that's why that vote happened. I yeah, think the character is also just bland. It's a bland woman. Opposite Hugh Grant, they they, they, don't, they don't go to me. And you're more interested in Scarlett and, and her love life with yeah. the, the American fella. Yeah. I didn't think they should have got together. I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I She's really annoying. Like this film off. Uh, Jean Triplehorn was originally cast as Carrie. She had to leave. Marissa Tomai, Sarah Jessica Parker, Melanie Griffith and Brooke Shields all turned down the role. Gutted. Mm. Yeah, they were gutted. <laughs> the F word is used 28 times in the film. It's only been used, what, five or six times in this uh, podcast? You have used it a few times today. Uh, and in the American version, they swapped the f**ks to bugger. <laughs> Can you say that again, please? <laughs> oh, that's made my day. So, uh, the Wet 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 song Love Is All Around was at number one in the UK charts for 15 weeks, and it was reused in Love Actually as Christmas Is All Around. And it's actually an Easter egg. It's sung by one of the wedding bands in, in one of the wedding parties early on. Yes. What about this? I was I worked in America, and this this might be another reason I didn't see this film. I was in America for exactly the same amount of time. Love is all around was number one. Wow. Three years previous to that, I was in America. Brian Adams for the exact amount of time. Brian Adams was at number one with everything I do, I do for you. Sixteen Ooh. weeks. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah, he just fifteen sixty weeks. Yeah, the entire summer. <laughs> uh, Liz Hurley, uh, Hugh. This was big at the time, actually. Liz Hurley wore the famous Versace safety pin dress to the London premiere of Four Weddings, apparently put Hugh's nose right out of joint. Oh. Because it got all the column inches. And in, in not him. Yeah. Mm. You think he was the big man at that time for that film, and she took it all by wearing that dress. And I think that dress is probably, even with all the premieres that have happened since, I think that's still one that sticks in people's minds, that dress. You're right. Is there a more... Well, I tell you what, if you can think of a more famous dress than that that's been worn to a mm. premiere, then uh, at Fantasy Reboot on Twitter, I can't think of one. The dress kind of made her famous, right? I don't remember her before that. Oh, she was in Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, I think you probably afterwards. did. Michael Sheen, who I dislike. Now, we, Wait, I don't know why she doesn't like Michael Sheen. He wow. irritates the hell out of me. Sorry, Michael. She thinks he's only got one act. Oh. No way. He can do <laughs> everybody. He might be in this room. Cluffy, Blair. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but they all sound the same. They don't. No, oh, my goodness. Don't. Tony Blair does not sound like Brian Clough. No. At oh. all. It must be his face, mannerisms or something, but he irritates me. Oh, a lovely face. So he was, a nice face. He's in a great thing at the minute with David Tennant. Yeah. Oh, my and God. I, I know you won't go near it. And he's got David Tennant, who you love. Yeah, I know. And I... Who, by the way, is the same in everything. <sighs> yeah. That's true. And I love him. No, he's not. That, no, no, no. It, it, we've just watched him in... Um, Where he played Death. Dennis Nielsen, yeah, um, the Scotsman, who he, who he sounds exactly like in real life. He's the, he just had big glasses on. And a beard. But you believed his role. I do not ever believe Michael Sheen. I'm sorry. I don't ever believe him. He's, and He's brilliant. He well, is so good. Well... We could uh, talk around this but all day. But this is the thing. I can never pick Michael Sheen for this now because I know she'll just say no. Like, if, if a perfect Michael Sheen role comes up, which will be anybody, <laughs> yeah. he's good at everybody. I do have a, I have a couple of these actors that irritate You know who he could play? He is one. 
Michael Sheen's so good he could play Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> and that and Andy Serkis could play anybody. Anyway, Michael Sheen, the reason I'm talking about Go him on. is because he was considered for the role of the vicar, the one that Rowan Atkinson plays. Right. Because they thought Rowan wouldn't want it because it was too small a part. Yeah, well, he was huge they, at the time, Rowan Atkinson. Massive. Well, Blackadder. A yep. lot. You know, he'd started Mr. Bean as well, hadn't he? Yep. But actually, Rowan um, loved this film and he said it was his favourite film that he starred in. So, thank goodness they used Rowan instead of Michael, is all I can say. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have liked to see Michael Sheen in that role, to no. be honest. It He's too good it, for the role. It wouldn't have mm. been my second favourite film of all time, would it, if uh, Michael Sheen was in it? Or maybe it would have turned you on to Michael Sheen. You would have mm. thought, hey, that vicar's mm. good, isn't he? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a terrible podcast for me because I've just picked him to play all five roles. <laughs> He'd be a great Scarlet. Yeah. And it's all in one take. It's painted. One side like one of them, one side like the other. Turns around. Oh, gosh. Is it rain? I ain't noticed. <laughs> Following on from that, uh, <laughs> they feature Mr Bean's mini in the film, obviously because Richard Curtis co-wrote Mr Bean with uh, Rowan Atkinson because they lived together at the time. That's a top oh. fact. Mm. They repainted it, didn't they? It was a red... Mini in is, is it Scarlet's mini? Yeah. Yes, it is. I never knew yeah. that. Uh, Yellow it, and Mr. Bean with a yeah. black lid. Did appear in it. All right, that's uh, three hours worth of facts. Whew. Let's get on, shall we, with our first character. So we've picked five characters from the film, and the problem here is there are so many characters in Four Winds and a Funeral. So sorry if we didn't get your favourite character, because when I watched it back, I thought there were so many great characters we could have picked. But we had to pick five, and five we picked. Here we go with our first character. Scarlet is Charles, kooky, flirty, naughty flatmate, with a random fashion sense. First character today is Scarlet, played by the late Charlotte Coleman, who I really have difficulty watching on screen now because... I think she was brilliant. I used to watch her. Was she in Just William when she was a little girl? It's so sad. And, and oranges are not the only fruit. Yeah. She's always been great on everything she's done. And I was absolutely devastated when I read the news about her dying of an asthma attack, of course. Yeah, I thought Scarlett was, even till this day, was Charles's sister. I didn't realise they were flatmates. Our I mean, daughter. I knew they lived in the same flat. My daughter like, said that the whole way through. That's your sister, right? That's your sister, right? And I'm yeah. like, where are you getting this from? But there you are. Betsy Pearl. Nice. And I've got to tell you, out of every woman in that film, Scarlett's the one I would have wanted to go out with. Yep. I said that. My choice. I said that too. You'll fight you yeah. for her. All right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go around the room. We're going to have our choices. And as is usual, it's Leo to kick off. Leo, who are you going for? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. From Fleabag. Fleabag. Roger, who are you going for? Mm, I'm going for Jodie Comer. Six degrees of separation from Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Who's in, what's it called? She's Villanelle in Killing Eve. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is written by yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Great idea. I've gone for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh! <laughs> oh! I am so happy. I am so happy because I thought oh, you were all going to disagree. Oh, Laura, my gosh. who have you gone for? Belle Powley from The King of Staten Island and um, The Morning Show. You don't like her? I don't like her. Um but she can play that part. She she actually looks a bit like her. She's got those like piercing eyes. She and, does and actually that, quite a strong, you know, English accent, and she's a bit goofy and everything I've seen her in. And I just thought, yep. Yeah. I don't think she's a bad idea. But Leo, you started there. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag. Yeah, as soon as I saw her from Fleabag, she just stood out to me. She, she's uh, charming. Yeah, she's not like the best looking one. 
in the which is which is what Scarlet is. Raj, very similar. I just love the Actually, way she uh, approaches. You're right, uh, Jodie Comer. You're Jody talking Comer, about yeah. who is a, a real chameleon. She's she done absolutely all sorts. well. If you see her in interviews, she's a broad scout. She's yeah. playing a Russian, Eastern European, mm. who can do all the accents and all the um, uh, languages. And when she goes a bit, when she gets a bit excited as Villanelle, that's when I see Scarlet in her. Um, so yeah, I just thought she was a great shout, but I don't mind Phoebe Waller-Bridge winning it at all. I don't mind taking second place either. Thoughts on Jodie Comer, Laura, because you, you're shaking your head vigorously. I don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't think she's a very good actress. I, I, oh, I, I, I no, 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 I don't. I like her as a like. I like her as a person, but I don't like her as an actress. I find her like a we, bit. We weak. saw her in something before Killing Eve. Uh, in Killing and Eve, she was she, something. She was some, in something before because we weren't as struck on Killing Eve as everybody else. We only watched about the first series and all. Yeah. But she was in something before that, and I thought she was absolutely brilliant. I, I do think she's a talent. Oh, and then when you hear it, the scouts had nothing derogatory about the scouts. No, no. But when you hear it, you're like, she turns it on for yeah. the camera. Mm. Yeah. You know, right. Phoebe Waller-Bridge for me, you know, massive Fleabag fan. She's the it girl at the moment. Everything she touches, I think, turns yeah. to gold. And here's what I thought. I'm glad I got the double on this because I didn't think I'd win even by arguing it. She could have played every single woman in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, yeah. She, because she is every she part. Played so she's, long neck she suits Duckface no, 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 no. or the other one better. One, yeah. But she doesn't. But she, she doesn't, doesn't suit Scarlet. She, she doesn't, doesn't because Scarlet's in Fleabag, young and bubbly. Well, she's not young. They're a very similar age. And when you watch Fleabag, the ineptitude, the way she's messing her life up, it really suits Scarlet. Yeah. She's not quite got the same build as her. No, but she's she's got the silliness. Yep. And uh, joie de vivre, I'd call it, that Scarlet's got. The, I, I, she's got the cheek and she's posh enough oh, definitely posh, posh enough, enough. Yeah, yeah. naughty flirty she's a bit lost and in Fleabag especially she's looking for Mr. Right which when you watch Scarlet in the weddings yeah. she's just she's, are you really gone for her trying to find a man that's I, great I yeah, that She's so wrong for me. And I like her. And I think she could have suited Duckface. And I think she could have suited the, the lady that, um, I've forgotten her name. All the women. Who fancied Hugh Grant all the way mm. through it. No. But she's not Scarlet. Scarlet is, she's she doesn't look, like I say, for me, she, she looks too old to play Scarlet. Scarlet's got to be younger. She's got to be bubbly. She's I don't think to, she does. And, and, and Phoebe doesn't have that. She's not, she's not. She looks right. young to me. We watched a programme recently. Was it a comic relief programme or something like that, where she came and recorded a song with... Olivia Coleman, she came and played a ukulele and she was so vivacious. She turned up to do it in joggers. She knew there were going to be cameras no, there. But like, she's not and she cute. Was, she's not cute and Scarlett's cute. I think Fleabag is. I think that's what that is. I think, I think, I, she's, I think a she's a much very stronger woman than that. I think. I, I, definitely a stronger woman, but I think she can play it. Oh, no. Performance wise. Oh, that's gutted yeah. me. I think she's so wrong. Well, you know what? I think if Leo had not said it, I'd, I was ready to argue this one. And when he said it, I had to hold a smile because I thought it's. I think that's the only way I was going to get it. I don't know. I, would, I can see it. I could, yeah, you definitely. might have won me over. I, I would have yeah. picked Jodie over yours. You don't even like And I don't Jody. like Jodie. I'm, I'm gutted because I love Scott, the role of Scott. I'm gutted now. Well, the bad news is you didn't get a chance because with two votes, it's a double trouble and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is cast as Scarlet in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. Oh, Laura's down. It was yeah. Roger down earlier on. Now it's you on a downer. Shall we see if you can fare any better in character number two? Well, I know how this one, next one's going to go. Here's character number two. 
is the partner of Gareth. What am I saying? It's 2020. They were boyfriends. Matthew is somewhat in Gareth's shadow, but also delivers the film's most poignant moment when he recites W.H. Auden's heartbreaking poem, Stop the Clocks. I cried my bloody eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a fact check for you. She didn't cry her bloody eyes out because we could not keep her still to watch that film. And I'm saying to her as it's coming up, as he's about to die, she would not sit still. And then during the poem, can I have a drink? Can I have some ice cream? All the way through it. <laughs> it was so frustrating, right, to watch this film. It was, but I still cried. Even after watching it that many times, I, it still made me cry. Uh, John Hanna, again, I said in this, very strange-looking guy. I, I think he's aged, he's, he's grown into his face. Yes, he mm-hmm. has. But in this film, he's got a way of looking quite angry all the time, John Hanna. I love John Hanna. I, I, I love him. I think he's fantastic. He's got the most memorable moment in this film. And he's not yeah. really in it until that moment. No. And after that, he's much more important part of the film. Yeah, it's interesting. And isn't it funny how they uh, dance around the relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And they never really say it, even at the they funeral. Say, well, we should have all known if they lived together or something yeah, like that. It's yeah, it's very, very different cautious times. writing. Yeah, it's like, like they're trying to get it past the senses or something like that. Yeah, yeah. different yeah. times. Uh, so... We're going to go around the room. We're going to choose our... Come on, pick yourself up, Laura. She's no, no, so no, devastated. Now, now, I've got two and I'm literally at a point with like, shall I go for the one I I had as my first well, choice? You need to know before we start this process. I know, I know, I know. Have you got the one you're going to say? I'm going to go with the one I've got as my first choice, but I feel like it's a mistake. That's okay, well, don't change your mind. Roger, who are you having playing Matthew, originally played by John Hanna in Four Weddings and a Funeral? Michael Sheen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, no way. Good luck getting one of the votes in here today. <laughs> Michael Sheen. Uh, already counted one out. I have gone for Andrew Scott. Yeah. Hot priest, yeah, of course, from it. Fleabag. Have you just watched Fleabag and oh, just. <laughs> okay. And gay in real life. Yeah. Which uh, these days, I think that means something if you can yeah. play the part. I have gone for David Tennant. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for. Joe Gilgan, who plays Woody in This Is England. Oh. I love him. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I need a minute to think about whether I could see him in this mm. part. Because he's been in Emmerdale Farm as well, hasn't he? Has he? <laughs> yeah, he was one of the dingles, I think, in Emmerdale. <laughs> Fantasy reboot. Fact check. Joe Gilgan played Delight Dingle in Emmerdale from 2006 to 2010. He also appeared in Coronation Street as Jamie Armstrong from 1994, when he was just 10 years old. End of fact check. Good shout, Leo. The thing about This Is England is it, the characters are so iconic in that series, it's so difficult to see them. He's been in a few other things, though, yeah, hasn't he? he was in that. Is it Brassic he's in? Yeah. But I've never Brassic. seen an episode yeah. of that. Yeah. But every time I see uh, Vicky McClure in Line of Duty, I go, here's yeah. lol. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard to... That's true. So, Roger, first up, you said Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. Oh. Yeah, and it's the speech. I can just hear him doing that uh, poem. His voice is gorgeous. If he does, if he, he plays it straight it's with good. Welsh, such a good timbre in his voice. And he'd, he'd absolutely nail that funeral scene. He cannot yeah. play this role. He, he cannot. Please right, do not. Hold on, because I want to say the same about yours. Is Both your guys, to me, seem too old. The relationship was an older guy and a younger man. Well, actually, they were about the same age. So, but in the film, you wouldn't think that he's got grey hair and I, a massive beard. He looked. He I looked think Michael Sheen years older would be great for Gareth. 
I think he'd fit, fit Gareth. That's good. So much well, better. Well, hold on. Let's not oh, jump right. the gun, guys. <laughs> but, but it's not a bad call, Leo. So I picked Andrew Scott because we've seen Andrew Scott in a hell of a lot of things. He was in a mm. Black Mirror episode, which was really emotional. Sherlock. He's so Sherlock good. is fantastic. He's so good in Sherlock. There's n- you can't say he's not a great actor. You can't. He's got such an emotional face. Mm-hmm. You can see him. I agree with you on Michael Sheen and David Tennant. All four of them could deliver that poem. But for me, if you saw a picture of all four of them now, I just see Andrew Scott is the right face for it, as well as being a mega strong actor. I pick Joe Gilgan because every time he does an emotional scene as Woody, it genuinely breaks my heart because he's the most lovable character in that show. He is. He does like the most Oscar-worthy scenes in that show. He, he's incredible in it. I think he's the best actor in it. And he's probably the low... When you talk about class, it's never said... In fact, they never. none of them ever talk about what jobs they do, which Richard Curtis did yeah. on purpose. Yeah. But John Hanna's character seemed a slightly lower class. He still seemed quite posh, mm. but slight, a slightly lower class yeah. than all these London toffs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He still fit in, I thought, but, but he, he seemed quite uh, almost like an outsider to it. And I think Gareth was, um, to jump ahead, Gareth was classing himself up, not class, yeah. Yeah, classing himself up. Yeah. Like when he goes to his parents and stuff, they live in quite a humble yeah. Uh, yeah. house. Definitely. Whereas you, you assume from the way he portrays himself that he's quite posh. I went with David Tennant. I danced with Is He Too Old? And I thought, no, he's not because Dave, I think David Tennant is one of these guys that he can look older and younger in, in the roles that he plays. But when I watched that speech, I could totally see David Tennant reading that speech. He's got a similar eyes to John Hanna. He's got the meaningful eyes. And I, when I see David Tennant do something serious, like when we saw him doing Des, you just believe him. And I just thought... If I saw David Tennant reading that poem, I would cry. And Well, I think all four of them would make you cry. I think they're all good enough to make you cry. Michael Sheen would make me cry for different reasons. Oh, you've got to no, get off I'm that sorry. train. No, no, but I'm sorry. Like, it, you said, it's funny that you said he, he, about his voice because it's his voice that really irritates me. <laughs> it's a lovely voice. He's just I, one of the best. He's got a lovely voice. Yeah. I don't, I, I think the other two but, but, I can see, but... For me, David Tennant, and that strong Scottish accent that David Tennant's got, which is what John Hanna has got with that role, and I think... I considered all three, and I discounted Michael Sheen and David Tennant because of the age thing, because I see this film as being sort of people in their, like, early early to mid-30s, I would say, mm. and I and then yeah, I thought... Yeah. And then I thought Gareth was older. I thought Gareth was in his 40s because he was big and grey and everything, and... I actually had Richard Madden for this role. He was my second choice for this role as well. Yeah. Because he's Scottish. But I thought he would have really delivered it. But, but you've picked somebody um, for Scarlet that is at least 10 years older than the original. Is she? Yeah. And she doesn't seem that old to me. Yes. Yeah, no, but she looks young. Well, I yeah. don't think she does. That's what. That's my point with your character. Well, but no so, point going back no, there. No, no, no. Well, that was my reason for... Yeah, I, but she looks like she's in her so, 30s. David Tennant's 50 years yeah, old. But Michael, then, she's then, 50 years old. But then that's old. what I'm saying. So then you need to have that balance because I think Scarlet looks young and... Bubbly. So, and then I think then you John put them Hannah, side by side. Phoebe Wallybridge and Scarlett. Phoebe Wallybridge doesn't look as old as Sheen and. But John Hannah looks older than um, is it Charlotte Coleman? No, but I'm how saying, does he look compared to the characters we've picked? Yeah, but I'm saying you've always said about the age thing. So if in the original Charlotte looks a really young, I even think for her age no, she looked young. I thought she did when I originally watched it, but then when we watched it again the other day, this nailed home. I didn't come to my decision until after we watched it again the other day. 
And she doesn't. I think she, she does. acts young, but she doesn't. She's a woman in her thirties acting ditzy, and but she's not. I wouldn't say Michael Sheen or David Tennant because they're too much actors. Actors. Matthew in that film, he's a down to earth, like normal person, and. Joe Gilgan, I think he was just like a normal guy before this England. And Andrew Scott's a little bit like theatrical, but he's a bit of a thespian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, you've he's, seen he's, him he's, play he's, these parts. Yeah, yeah. He would, he would totally. John Hannon is one of those actors as well. Yeah. And another one with Andrew Scott is, he's not always a limelight stealer. Yeah. He's quite. I don't want to say normal because everybody fancies him. Do you know what I mean by that? I, I think he does steal the limelight. But compared to Richard Madden, because Richard Madden in the bodyguard, he is fast becoming sex symbol material. Andrew Scott as the hot priest, it's almost like, I don't think he's got that thing. I think you made the right choice choosing Andrew Scott over, over yeah. the other guy for this one. Yeah. And the least attractive out of all of them is Joe Gilgan. Just looks like a normal guy. I can't imagine him doing it. I mean, I, I don't think the accent matters. I don't think he has to be Scottish. Right. And no, no, no. And it what you said about Scottish. age is right. When I go into this, and I thought the thing that you said with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, genuinely, I thought the age thing. But when I go into it, I think, right, scrap what we've seen. You know, I think most of the characters in this, you've got to be posh English, the, the ones that we're kind of looking at. That's why I picked Phoebe Waller-Bridge. But with John Hanna's character, I think there's a bit more range to find that character because he's because he's not, his Scottishness doesn't really come. I, see, I think it does. I think... I think you need to keep and I so if anybody else who is not Scottish plays this role I think they need to be Scottish I think that is for me it's never really referenced though other than the kilt one that Gareth wears I don't yeah. think yeah it's not a crucial it's, part to his character Carrie's nationality is important yeah, for the story so yeah. okay look I like the arguing on this one and I wonder what people are thinking listening to it we're going to go around the room and vote uh, Roger you went first so you vote first who are you going to go for I'm going for Joe Gilgan. I've gone for Joe Gilgan. I've gone for Joe Gilgan. I've gone for Andrew Scott. Three votes. Congratulations to Joe. He is brilliant in This Is England. He, yeah, he's class. What a great call. I didn't even think about him for this. No. He'd bring something yeah. different to the role. He'd be brilliant. I think, though, hand on heart, if these four actors walked into Richard Curtis, not even to audition, because I don't think any of them would have to, have to audition for this I think he'd pick Andrew Scott, Richard Curtis. You're biased. You picked him. No, no, I think he would because I think he'd pick. He'd say you two guys would uh, look too old. I'd never thought about the age thing, but if you're playing, if you've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she looks a lot younger than Sheen and uh, Tennant. So that's what threw with me to go yeah. to Gilgan because he'd bring something very different and to the role. I don't know if they are supposed to be the same age, Matthew and Gareth, but genuinely. I thought it was a young guy and an, an old, old guy, guy yeah, relationship. Yeah. Me too. I just thought that was a relationship. Hey, yeah. oh, the tension's back. Fancy Reboot Podcast. And we've talked about him a lot. Let's move on to character number three. Gareth is a gregarious lump of a man and boyfriend of Matthew. A party isn't a party until Gareth turns up. And he looks fabulous in a kilt. One of Britain's greatest actors, Simon Callow, star of stage uh, primarily, and uh, he wasn't a sitcom back in the day. I used to watch a sitcom with him back in the 80s, and I used to love it. I can't remember what it was called now. Fantasy Reboot Fact Check. Simon Callow starred in the 80s British sitcom Chance in a Million, and it was totally bloody hilarious. End of fact check. He is a scene stealer. 
Yeah. Every time he's on there. Yeah. yeah he's and again, hilarious. I think if there was more of him in this film, you'd hate him. Do you think? I think you would because he stops every conversation. He's over Snobby. there. Snobby. Yeah. There's one great moment at Carrie's wedding where she's about to do the speech and he just looks at Hugh Grant. He's, I think he gives him a glass of champagne or something like that. And it's that acting thing. He looks at him and you're like, this guy knows. <laughs> you know, because it's not even been said. Sure, we don't tell. So him. good. Yeah. So good. So a very difficult part to cast. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> Here's mine. Conleth Hill. Not a name that might spring to mind immediately to you, but he played Varys, Lord Varys in Game of Thrones, the bold one. And he's been on our TV screen since the, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Laura. Nick Frost. Mm, I've gone for Steve Pemberton out of Inside oh. Number 9. Leo is coming out from the left and I'm loving it. <laughs> Roger. I have gone for Michael Sheen. I have gone for Nick Frost. Yeah. Have you gone for Nick Frost? Yay! I discarded him. Yeah, very good. Especially uh, now, modern Nick Frost. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I had him down and then I crossed him out and then I watched the film and I thought actually Simon Callow the whole way through is doing comedy. Now and but serious as well. And then I had to think has Nick Frost done serious and he's actually done a few roles where he has played serious as well. Yeah. He's becoming as well the he's shaking off the shackles of space and of of being the sidekick. He's becoming that elder statesman who can he can have his own film. You know, um, there was the one that he was in last uh, last tango. It wasn't last tango. There was one where he did dancing. Fantasy reboot fact check. Nick Frost chart his way across the silver screen as Bruce in Cuban Fury in 2014. He had impressive moves for a man of his stature. And a fact check. And he's just mega. He's just brilliant. Yeah, and Leo got a message from him a few years back when Leo had an operation. And I thought back to that message because he actually sounds quite posh in that message. Yeah. And yeah. you don't think of Nick Frost as, as being posh. but no, and, and I think he I think he came from like... Um, you know, like lower class. I think Nick Frost has had to work his way up. He's yeah, definitely. He's had a terrible upbringing. And I, I get the feeling this character has almost got that. Done the same, definitely. Yeah. I felt that. And when I heard that message, he's actually, you know, like he puts on that posh voice and I th it made me totally think about that. And Yeah, it's very good. And he would mind relish to... those bits in the the little heckles that he does. Yeah. They're so, they're not mean, he would absolutely relish those because he'd riff on them and he'd yeah. improvise. It would be just when brilliant. he does the big belly laugh. I yes. thought I can see Nick Frost doing that. Yeah, that's what I think Steve Pemberton would have also done. Oh it my well. god, I totally forgot you said Steve Pemberton because for <laughs> my money, that is a that's great a really suggestion. good shout. Really good shout. And again, not somebody that'd even come into my thoughts, but because he plays yeah. a wimp, he plays a bully, yeah. he yeah. plays angry, he plays businessman. He can do every, I mean, he does every role. Mm -hmm. In fact, the guys in the League of Gentlemen team, the three of them, could win any, any role we play yeah, on this. Yeah. Yeah. I want to show you my guy. You won't even recognise him. He was the bold one in Game of Thrones. It was the Whisperer. He, he had everybody's stories and stuff like that, and he played everybody. And he was the one who went with uh, Tyrion. Yeah, I think I know right? what you mean. That's what he looks like with hair. Ah, uh, yeah, I know the one. like Gareth. He looks so much like him. But then when you see him in Game if you remembered him from Game of Thrones, you wouldn't recognise him because that's what he looked like in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. This was a really difficult one to find somebody who had that age, stature, so that got a bit of a belly and stuff like that, but also was a great stage actor. 
And um, I wasn't, it's what, not one of them that I could force through. It was, it was a tough one to find. I would have been, I would have happily lost to um, Steve, Pem- Steve Pem- Pemberton. Yeah. If I had to but, vote, I would have gone Steve Pem- Pemberton. Yeah. So, yeah, Leo, you would have had three in a row had there not been a double trouble in the room. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm, it's like I'm disappointed on your behalf, Leo. You should be mega disappointed so far. I, I think that's a really good answer. Nick Frost is really great, but Steve Pemberton. Um, good one. <laughs> Well done, Roger, for getting a point. Yes, oh, thank you. Well, First point in three weeks. Good to have him back <laughs> in the room. As we move on to character number four, our penultimate character, our leading lady. Carrie is the female lead in Four Weddings. She is an attractive American lady, like an exotic bird, amongst all the middle-class snooty Brits. She is rubbish at noticing adverse weather conditions. It's true. And she had no idea how iconic that line would become. And I think uh, she wasn't expecting it to be raining as much as it was. <laughs> this is the actress, not the character. She thought it was just going to be spitting, but obviously they end up getting drenched. So she's reading the line as though it's just spitting. Then when you watch the film, it's like she's fell in a river and she's not noticed it's raining. Yeah. So that has been voted one of the most annoying lines of all time. And she's been voted one of the most annoying characters of all time. Did yeah. you guys put this into your choices? Yes. On wonders. So, Laura, to go first. Well, actually, I did think about that. I've actually, for the first time ever, gone for somebody I don't think is like the original. because mm. It's Michael I, Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting a lot of airtime. <laughs> so, I have gone for Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Good. Good. Leo? I've gone for Aquafina. Roger? I've gone for Zoe Saldana. And I've gone for... Natalie Portman. Oh, nearly put it. Yeah. She was on the list. <sighs> She's too old. She's not. I think yours is too old. She she looks way younger than Matt, Natalie Portman. You think Natalie Portman's old because you've been watching on screen since she was five years old. Yeah, she's been but on screen a lot. I, I put a, a research. But I think it. she's starting to look old now, Natalie. Carrie looked old. Yeah, Carrie film. looks old. But that's why she was wrong for the part. That's why she... Yeah, didn't... but I'm trying to cast somebody and I've got to tell you, I've started seeing Natalie Portman in some roles where I've got that feeling where I don't particularly like her. She winds me up a bit these days. I used to think she were great. You know, Viva v- uh, Vendetta, yeah. that was great. Obviously, Leon was amazing, but she was a little kid, so yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. compare. Yeah. Loved her in Black Swan as well, actually, but I've kind of gone off her a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what came into my mind when I was trying to <laughs> so think you, of somebody. So, so you, you've gone for an annoying person you find? Well, with. everybody who watches this film... You know, that's what they think of her. And she's American. And mm. there's that thing of the Americans seem a bit gauche. Is that the word? I think it's gauche, the word, isn't it? Uh, compared to Brits, as you, if you are a Brit. And she comes over. She's a bit loose with... Is she loose with the morals? I think she's, you know, like... Um, no more loose than Hugh Grant's character is, of course. But then I could see Natalie Portman swanning in, being cocky. In real life, she's highly educated, woman, intelligent woman and, you know, A-list mm-hmm. celebrity. I can see her carrying that off and almost being a threat to other women. Yeah, I don't see that in Natalie Portman. But my reason for going for Rachel McAdams, as I've said, is because I felt like Andy McDowell was totally wrong for the part. I feel like the, the way the character was played was totally wrong. I felt like it should be much more softer, much more romantic and I actually didn't realise that it was Rachel McAdams in The Notebook 
About Time, which was um, a Richard Curtis one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Time Traveller's Wife, the recent Eurovision Song Contest. I didn't realise that that role was Rachel McAdams in all of those roles. She's very versatile. Yeah, and I thought, well, why would I then, if, if, if an actress that's actually not stood out to me, why would I want her in this role? And then I thought, that's what I want from this character. I don't want someone that stands out and seems wrong for the part. I want somebody which when Rachel McAdams has played all these roles, she has just blended in and fitted that part. She has become the leading lady and mm. and, and the romance has been there. So that is why I went with her. In my defence, I'm not picking Natalie Portman because she's wrong for the role. I think she's a much better actress than Andy McDowell. But I'm trying to tick the boxes of what Charlie's friends and the women in his group would think of her. Fee right at the beginning... The first time he sort of is attracted to her at the first wedding, he asked, Charlie asks Fee who she is, and she kind of slags her off by being nice about her almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's that. But that's thing because of, she fancied him. Yes, of course. And that's the they thing. Andy like McDowell isn't. Well, he's not even the best looking girl in this, and she should be. She, Andy McDowell was, I agree, completely wrongly cast for this role. Yeah. I want to defend her because I actually used in. to really like her. I uh, love Groundhog Day. Uh, She's better in that than yeah, but she's just dialing it. But in, then I when think. I rewatch this, do you remember that scene in Wayne's World when he goes to petrol station, and the actors do, delivering the lines, and he goes, "Can we not get somebody better to do this?" <laughs> and they take the actor out and they bring yeah. Charlton Heston in. Yeah. And I'm watching for Wednesday of the day, and I know we've gone back and watched quite a few old films lately for this podcast. Yeah. But with this, pretty much every part in it is 100. percent And then Andy McDowell, probably the second biggest part in the film. Is so wrong. Yeah. And I is she supposed did Curtis do it on purpose? Is she supposed to jar because she's American? Because no. she, this is not her scene. I don't think they But I'm not putting happen. Natalie Portman in for that reason. Natalie Portman, of course, did closer where she was an American in England. I I totally see her doing it. Well, Betsy Pearl's intro completely summed up why I picked Zoe Saldana with the phrase exotic bird. She's playing <laughs> She's playing uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. She plays this unattainable, uninterested um, love interest yeah. who's from another planet, and she is absolutely gorgeous. So, she, so all of the friends would be jealous of Zoe if if Charles started showing an interest in her. Um, and bizarrely, even though she's in full makeup in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, she's done the role that Andy McDowell should have done as Carrie. The exotic bird summed it up perfectly. I was so pleased Betsy Pill said that because I couldn't <laughs> put my finger on it. Yeah, I can see her. Yeah. Uh, I said Aquafina, obviously, the girl in The Farewell. We've had a conversation about this and I think she's called Aquafina. I, I checked. Aquafina. I checked. No, no, I, I, I literally just watched a video of her pronouncing it. Is it Aquafina? Yeah. Are you sure it's not Aquafina? I think <laughs> I it's just... Aqua. I think it's Aqua. Because she spells it A yeah, no, W, I, like it, awkward. It, it, and I think that's why she picked it. Fantasy reboot fact check. Aquafina has confirmed that her name is pronounced Aquafina. Some people, like Simon, will find this confusing and continue to pronounce Aquafina wrong. End of fact check. Fine. Uh, yeah, obviously she's starting to come in like into big roles now. Uh, she was in like a side part in the new Jumanji film. She does comedy very well, and she's very quippy. She's very American, and she's really likable, which I think, obviously, Andy McDowell's missing, and she's got like that... Can she do straight? 
Yeah. Yeah, there's no yeah, comedy no. in Andy McDowell in this film. No, well, no, think. she can do straight because the farewell was about a girl's grandma dying. Ah. And does she look too young? She's mid-30s. She looks younger. Yeah. She looks a lot younger. Yeah. Looks a lot I younger. thought she was I, in her early 20s. I, I, I think your guys is too old. Well, c- compared to my uh, Hugh Grant. See, at the minute, Phoebe, who I think looks old, is looking... I think Phoebe looks older than all of those. Oh. Phoebe Waller-Bridge looks yeah, older than Natalie Portman. Don't, don't be think, ridiculous. I Laura, think she looks old. Get your eyes checked. I'm serious. She looks like an older lady. <laughs> she doesn't. I think she does. I don't think she's right, got... But there's three people in the room who said she doesn't, and I guarantee she doesn't. She must be nearly 20 years younger than Natalie Portman. Rachel McAdams, she started playing the mum roles now. So That's uh, true. But Carrie's a bit mumsy. Yeah. Compared yeah to I, the I mean, I thought... Car- and then you think, Carrie seems a lot older than Hugh Grant. Yeah. And, and, and Charles... <laughs> but then she marries that guy who's the MP, the Scottish guy, who's who looks, looks about 60, 70, 60 yeah, yeah. 70 years old. Yeah. So I'm I'm pitching her sort of mid forties. In if they were supposed to be mid thirties, I had I had her pitched at least ten years older in my mind. That's a, such an annoying part of the film that because it just jumps to a title yeah. make sense. seven months later and she's engaged to this yeah. guy. It's yeah. Well, we've got four names on the board. I don't feel like anyone's particularly happy with. It's such a bland part that it's. It's well, no. funny, isn't it? I, I want a better person to come into her own for the part. Okay, we're going to vote. Laura? Uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, Zoe Saldana. Uh, Natalie Portman. Zoe Saldana. Oh, well Roger's done, Roger. Ha- Roger's having a wee on the blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his little face. <laughs> Fancy Reboot Podcast. Thanks for the token, Rog, on Natalie Portman. Well, no, no, she was my second choice. For the reasons you said, that's why I went for her. I thought that was a great discussion. I, I like it when we get into it like that. Zoe Saldana plays the, a good love interest. Yes, she does. And it's a modern take, I think, that. Give me the notes She'll after. She'll certainly be better than Andy McDowell. Won't she just? <laughs> All of them would be. We are moving on to our leading man. Charles is our leading man. He swears a lot, but mostly humorous posh swears. Not the category A stuff my parents say when I spill a drink. Hugh Grant became an instant floppy-haired heartthrob when Four Weddings was released. And ladies, I'm sure you'll agree, he still looks pretty hot in Paddington 2. Ding dong. <laughs> That's his best role ever in Paddington he's 2. Great. He's so, he's hamming it up. He needs to do more wrong. of that. He does. By the way, guys, while that voiceover was playing, I winked at Laura and I got the Michelle Obama side eye. Oh, I didn't see it. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did, because I feel she like... She is not happy. This, this, <laughs> this is, I love this film and... It, Apart from Joe Gilgan, I'm not happy with the choices so far. May I point you back to last week? I loved Top Gun and I got zero points. Yeah, maybe that's it. You're maybe, too you close know, to it. You know when you're a police, in, in, when you see a police film yeah. and one of the family gets kidnapped and he says, you're off the case, Bukowski. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're Bukowski, you're off the case. Well, I Bukowski. actually went for a different tactic this week as well. Normally, I try and go for someone who I think is really like the original and this week I kind of tried to steer away from it. Well, it's that. good that you've done that. And I think we've picked we've picked some people. I mean, I don't think Nick Frost is anything like no, Simon Gill. Very different. I, I don't. Zoe Saldana, totally different. Joe Gilgan, totally different again, I think. Phoebe. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to our leading man, Charles, originally played by Hugh Grant Leo. I've gone for Dev Patel. Roger. I've gone for Luke Evans. I've gone for Andrew Garfield. I've gone for Ben Whishaw. 
Oh, so Leo, let's start with you for Charles in Four Weddings, Dev Patel. <laughs> I thought more people would have gone for Dev Patel. Why? Are you serious? After yeah. watching him in the Charles Dickens film, yeah. he he's totally that like posh upper class like kind of nerdy. Like hey, he's, he didn't he's charming. I don't think he's a, I, I, actually. I, I suppose don't think there's nothing. any bad suggestions on the board. Uh, there are three on there that were on my list, including mine. There are three on there that were on my list. Really? Mm. I went for Ben Wishaw because I didn't have anyone else. He was like, you know, normally you have a few characters you're thinking about, but I had nobody else. And I thought that's because he does that bumbling. The thing that Hugh Grant, I think, that makes the film is that annoying nervousness, that annoying bumbling. Yep the nerdy kind of thing and I think Ben Wishaw can do this we've seen bits of it in some of the roles he's done already I think he's good looking enough because I think it, he mm. needs to be somebody good looking and I think he's a brilliant actor and he's the man of the moment um, and I think he can prove himself as uh, Charles I sat on Ben Wishaw for a long time and I turned it over and over and there was a niggle and I couldn't think what it was because like you said it seems to tick every box, yep. but everything I've seen him in, he's got a sadness. Even in Paddington, even in Mary yeah, but Poppins. But don't you think Charles has got a sadness? No, I don't. I don't I think, think he does. I, I think Ben Charles Wishaw, has got a twinkle. He can be replaced interchangeably with Eddie Redmayne. Ben Wishaw and Eddie Redmayne are very different as actors. Both brilliant. I think. I think this is what I'm talking about. Eddie Redmayne has got. He does. He do, He can do sadness, but his eyes have still got the twinkle. Whereas Ben Wishaw can do comedy. But his eyes have still got the sadness. And is he sad in in uh, James Bond when he's playing Q? Well, this is what I mean. It's, it's, it's his look, it's his demeanour. He's got a. But a, a, but maybe if you updated it, then you would need a little bit of that sadness because there's not much depth to Hugh Grant. But he's someone who's kind of been unlucky in finding the one, if we say that kind of thing. And he does so it in the film a few sure. times. Yeah, and I think yeah, for the most sadness for most of the film. He's cheeky chappy. He has got the twinkle. Yeah. He's on the chase. Yes, but he I, talks a lot about the fact that he hasn't found the right one and that his life kind of, he's looking at everybody else and seeing their lives going somewhere and his is not. So he, he, does, he does, I think he does have a sadness to him. I should point out that Hugh Grant has had sex with Ben Wishaw in a very English scandal. So yeah. Is it the passing of the pink baton? And they were both in Paddington too. <laughs> passing of the Paddington yeah. baton. I was a much PG yeah, well, baton <laughs> than I'll edit yours out. We skipped we, over that. <laughs> I, uh, ben Wishaw was on my list and I ruled him out because although I don't think Hugh Grant is good looking, he's become this um, sex symbol as a result oh, no, of four weddings. He's not weddings. a sex symbol, no. Uh, uh, well, but uh, Hugh Grant was. No, Hugh Grant is, but I, I think, I don't think. At this point, he was. But it's interesting to hear you say that you think Ben Wishaw's good looking enough because I ruled him out because I didn't think he was. Uh, he was on my list. Oh, no, I do. I, I think, think he, he is. Could do I think it. Luke, Luke Evans is too far down. He's like big, to me, I, I only know him as like big macho guy. And a bit too quirky. I like, think, well, no, I like no, the quirky. And, and, and I know yeah. Hugh and Grant he, is quirky. I think but he's too full of himself. I, I mean, oh, right, right. what I mean is he's, he's too leading man. Whereas, uh, okay. And I think the, the th right, look. And I know we always bring it back to our own characters, but I'll say the same about Dev Patel and I'll say it about Ben Wishaw and Andrew Garfield's got it where they're leading men who don't tick the Tom Cruise, who don't tick the... I in think fact, Andrew Tom Garfield's Hanks. dead good looking. Well, no, no, no see, he I is don't. good looking. I don't think he is. But he's... <laughs> you know, no, I, I think he's, he's, he's Hugh Grant 
young Hugh Grant good looking. I where don't he's think like, he is. I think he's weedy. Uh, I, no, I think Andrew got he Andrew Spider Man. You got to have like a. No, 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 no. You think I'm he's weedy? The wrong Hugh Grant is no, weedy. No, 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 no. He is. No, no, he's nerdy and but he's not weedy. And I, and I, weedy. I love Andrew Garfield, but he's not good looking. I'll tell you what. He's, you don't ever hear girls going. Oh, you know I've really yeah, fancied. No, I, you I, call, I, dis- I disagree. Before you call Andrew Garfield weedy. He played like a, a weedyish character in uh, Hacksaw Ridge who saved everybody by carrying about not weedy. He played Spider-Man. You yeah. can't be weedy in a lycra no, suit. No, but Spider-Man is weedy. That's no, no, no. Peter Parker's weedy. Spider-Man is a superhero. In so a superhero both. suit. Little Tom Holland, who, we, who talks about on a lot on here. And I think, Tom Holland's and I weedy. Andrew and Garfield's and not, form, but I think he looks yeah. too young. I think he looks too young. He's I find not too young. I find he's been him, around for donkey yeah, years. But he looks too young. He's got a real baby face. He's got, And that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have that good look and he doesn't... All right, you're too close, Bukowski. You're no, too close. No, <laughs> no, I think Andrew Garfield is a great actor, but I think he needs to look older than some of the ones that are on there. Some of the other people oh, I think he is. And I think... I don't think Andrew Garfield is good looking. I think... Um, Oh, he's three. better looking than Hugh Grant. No, he's not. Absolutely so not. He's not. He's like cute son looking, you know, like, oh, no, he's just not good looking. <laughs> I Sorry. bet you he's older than Hugh Grant was when he played Oh, no, part. I think he, that's what I'm saying. He is, I, I said that at the beginning, I said, I think he's older <laughs> than he looks. He has got a baby face. He, oh, I, I think the public will go with Andrew Garfield. Any arguments against Dev Patel? I, he was on my it's list, but I, I, I wrote him out. I just wrote him out. I really like Dev Patel. I think he's, he's great, doing some he? fantastic stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's... Um, I, he wouldn't be convincing as the stumbly, bumbling idiot. If you've seen it that in him, then fair enough. But I, I haven't. He's a great actor. He is. Yeah. He's brilliant. Slumdog millionaire. Yeah. He's got a bit, <laughs> yeah. a bit of that in that. Mm. I think the, I looked at Luke Evans, but I thought Luke Evans was just too buff. Too, yeah. too, you, you too manly. Someone, right, right. No, yeah, he's the got only big one I didn't arms. look at, when I said I got three, is I didn't... Think of Dev Patel, but Leo's reasoning is very good. Oh, guys, I thought Four Weddings was going to be a breeze, but it's not been a breeze. (laughs) It's time to vote. So, Leo, we'll start the voting with you. Uh, I've gone for Andrew Garfield. Roger. I've picked Ben Wishaw. I've picked Dev Patel. (laughs) Oh, deciding vote or is it a split? I have gone for the best of the bunch out of the rest of them, which is Dev Patel. Fair play. Well, you saying it in a down voice. I think yeah, it's a great I, choice. Yeah, I can't believe choice. you didn't pick Ben Wishaw after saying he was in because your top I dis- three. No, 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 because I discarded him. I found a reason to discard him. And Dev, Dev Patel, I didn't even think of. So when Leo said it, hey, that's the joy of being in this room sometimes. By the way, before you get to uh, knickers and twist about this, when you said Lady Gaga, exactly the same thing. And Dev didn't hit me like Lady Gaga did when you picked Lady Gaga for Rizzo. But... He wasn't a consider, and by the way, same again with Joe Gilgan. wasn't a consideration, but a great pick. This is the joy of being in this room. Why didn't you pick Ben Wishaw in the end? Because he's not got the sparkle. Dev Patel's got the sparkle. Oh, Dev's got the sparkly eyes. I do think Ben Wishaw's got a spark. I Bukowski, drop it. Too close. We're going to rename you Bukowski. We're not, because I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> she needs hypnotising as soon as this podcast finishes. Do you know, this is the first week I've not won. Do you know what it, what it is? Michael Shannon, I had one character I've harped on about for weeks. Laura's got a full cast to go on about. <laughs> and it's one of her favourite films. And, and the only one was, was, that I've got... Was double trouble. Yeah, and, and that one was kind of like, I couldn't think of anyone else till I got to that point. And I, and I stick by him, but... Yeah, he's good. Fantasy Reboot Podcast. Well, guys, we did it. We got through it. 
let's have a look at the choices. For Scarlet, originally played by Charlotte Coleman, we went for Phoebe Wallerbridge of Fleabag fame. For Matthew, originally played by John Hanna, we went for Leo's choice, Joe Gilgan. Uh, Gareth, originally played by Simon Callow, we went for Nick Frost, who was chosen by Roger and Laura. Carrie, originally Andy McDowell, we went for Zoe Saldana, Roger's choice. And finally there, heated argument for Charles Hugh Grant's role, we went for Dev Patel. I think it's a great cast, uh, but I think there's about four other great casts on that board. Yeah, generally. definitely. Hand on heart. Oh, no. The only one I'm happy with is uh, the choice for Matthew. The rest, I don't think, I think they're wrong. Will you be here for next week's podcast? I think about it. Sometimes you've got to take the losses as well as the wins. I have had zero <laughs> you, votes you'd for two know, weeks. Rog. You've won every week and you're so <laughs> upset. Because it's my You know who she is? She's Manchester United. <laughs> Was good, now not so good. Whereas you, you're one of these... Man City. You've come up into the top tier. I'm Leeds. You just won a few games. Before I came into this room today, I said, I have gone for a different tactic. Is it going to be the wrong thing? I feel like... That's I- my tactic every week, is to completely forget who originally played him. And what I love about this... That's why I lose every week. Yeah, that is not the way to go, Roger. I think (laughs) we brought actors in. I think, Leo, your suggestions today were so out there on some of them. You know, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is not an obvious one, and me and you both went Mm. for that, but Joe Gilgan, I thought Steve Pemberton was an absolutely great... Deb Patel, I was a bit off on Aquafina, Aquafina, whatever. This is why I love this podcast. I I hope other people listening to it have that same moment of... Surprise when they hear some, shock when they hear others. Yeah. I think that's what's brilliant about it. I hate it. I hate this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is making me not want to watch some of the films that we've done, which I thought were Stone Cold Classics, which worries me because as we move yeah, towards yeah. Christmas, a couple of my <gasps> favourite films ever are going to be coming up on Don't this podcast. So um, let's take a breath and let's ask the question that we now ask every single week. Could four weddings and a funeral be a Muppets movie. Who? How? Why? First of all, could it be a Muppets movie? 100%. Yep. It'd be a better film. Laura's going to say no. No, none of them could play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just looking at um, Muppet Newsman. I think he could be the Simon Callow. So we're all saying that this could happen. We've got a wall in here now, by the way, everybody, with all the Muppets on. So I'm thinking, and I know I go against him every week, I think Kermit could be Hugh Grant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Miss Piggy's low the ball as Carrie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's a good Andy McDowell. She could actually be Carrie, yeah. Can I cast Waldorf and Statler as Matthew and Gareth? No, you know who they are. You're not Charles. How could you be Charles? He died. Yes. Yeah. How you, you say I don't know my own brother? <laughs> Beaker could be Hugh Grant's, because he doesn't speak, does he? He could be Hugh Grant's brother in That's it. so true. He kind of is very similar to that part. Yeah. Animal for Scarlet. <sighs> No? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scooter looks a bit like Scarlet, but Animal, yeah, I'll let you have that. Rizzo the Rat could be um, Ro- Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> There's a bit of that in him. Gonzo's Fee. Who have we not got? She we looks got... a bit like him. J- Janice is Duckface. <laughs> Janice is Duckface, that's a good call. I think Rolf the Dog is uh, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, or Sweetums, who's behind yeah, your Edley, or who I'd never heard of. He's got a bit of Gareth to him. Or Dr. Teeth, actually. <sighs> well, it would be better than the one we've cast anyway. Not happy, are you? Laura is not, what do you call it? It's not magnanimous in defeat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, we're going to leave it there, guys. Uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast. 
whether you've enjoyed it or not. Give us a five star. Give us a little write up on wherever you get your podcast, please. We'd love that. We put a lot of work in. Doesn't seem like it, does it? And uh, we will be back next week. Next week is my birthday episode. So I got to choose a film for my birthday. How nice. Uh, you guys know what it is. Is it a film you like? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll see you same time next week. Love you both. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor and Leo Kirby. Editing and production was by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor and music was by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot for all the latest news, information on where you can get involved and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and add your own. Have a great week. Watch some films and fantasise, but not too much. I am <laughs> never watching this film again, just so you know. And in the American version, they swapped the buggers at... Oh, let me start again. In the American version, they swapped the f- to bugger. <laughs> Can you say that again, please? <laughs> oh, that's made my day. <laughs>